You're listening to the New Song Students Podcast. I'm Jackson, and I'm the student pastor at New Song Church, located in Oklahoma City. We hope this message builds your faith and helps you to know God better in a greater way today. Enjoy the message. We are starting a brand new series called Come and See. Everybody say, Come and See. Oh, that wasn't nearly good enough. Come on, I said that momentum's got to carry. Everybody say, come and see. Come and see. This series, Come and See, is kind of like, so you ever had a friend who's like, hey, bro, like, you got to come check this out, right? Like, I just got a new car. You got to come check out my new car. I remember when I got my car, it was a Honda Civic. I was so excited. Best car ever. But I was like, hey, you got to come see my car. Or maybe you're like a girl, and you're like, hey, yo, girl. Check out this boy I've been talking to, man. He looks good. Come and see him. Or maybe maybe you just got a new trick now. I was thinking maybe you do some gymnastics or I was thinking of Jackson's skateboard and I don't know. You just got a new trick. You got, dude, come check this out. They want you to come see this exciting thing that they are experiencing. That's why they're saying come and see. I remember when I was a kid, when I was playing video games, as if that's really changed. Um, but uh, I remember as a kid, uh, my friends Nathan and Michael, uh, I finally... We were playing this game called Kingdom Hearts. Anybody play Kingdom Hearts? Anybody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were playing this game called Kingdom Hearts, and there was this boss um, by the name of Sephiroth. And I remember I told my friends, I was like, guys, you got to come see. I beat him. Like, he's not an option anymore to fight. Why? Because I smoked him. In fact, I got a, I got a picture. You show that picture? This was the guy. Look how intimidating that is. I fu- yes. Some of y'all are like, what? I'm telling you, man, I was excited to come and see. Now, obviously, we're not coming to see me beat Sephiroth, even though... That was a hard-fought battle, all right? Look at that sword. It, the sword actually goes out to about right here. Anyways, but obviously we're not coming to see E-Man beat a video game. We're coming to see Jesus. Everybody say, we're coming to see Jesus. That's really the reason why we're coming. To, that's the, really the thing that we want you to come and see. We, wanna, we want you to come and see Jesus. And this story, sorry, this phrase, come and see, is actually found in a story that it's, it's really, really cool. So if you got your Bibles out or if you got your Bible on the phone, whatever, I want you to turn to John chapter 4, 28 through 30. That's what we're looking at. But real quick, this story is really cool. It's probably one of my favorite in the Bible just because of how it plays out. But uh, you probably heard about it. It's this uh, Jesus meets this woman at the well, right? Jesus says, I'm thirsty. They have this whole conversation. Jesus literally blows the mind of this lady. She runs back to the village. And I like to think, like, she went to the, her, like, her girlfriend. She was like, hey, girl, like, this guy, man, he told me some crazy stuff. And then, like, people got nosy. And so that's how the news spread around about Jesus. But she said, or... In verse 28, she says this, or it says this. So the woman left her water jar and went away into the town and said to the people, come see a man who told me all that I ever did. Can, can this be the Messiah? They went out of the town and were coming to him. So we see here this woman. She experiences this amazing person named Jesus Christ. And her first response is going out to town and be like, hey, You have to come and see this guy. So we are talking all this series, I almost said all month long. Again, that's that threshold coming out. But we are going to talk about all this series about testimonies. Everybody say testimonies. Testimonies. Pastor Jackson gave a beautiful uh, definition of testimonies. Testimony is a story about God's goodness, right? So testimonies are stories about God's goodness. Or another way you could put that is a statement for, for establishing uh, or recording 
truth. And so when we're talking about these testimonies, when we're talking about this whole come and see things, guys, it's important that we take time to talk about testimonies, right? So here in New Song, students, we go pretty deep, right? Would you raise your hand and agree? We go pretty deep here, right? Y'all have, man, we've gone over some amazing series. Pastor Jackson has brought so many great words. I mean, he's got us like swimming in the deep end. We're playing in the deep end. So uh, really what we want to do is we want to take time to, to kind of not pull back, but to kind of look at these, uh, well, let me put it this way. Testimonies, what it does is it takes all this head knowledge that we have of Jesus, right? We've talked about some crazy things that Jesus does. He is for our lives. We've looked at the Bible in a deep way. It takes all this knowledge that we have and connects it to like a real person, which is Jesus, right? Because Jesus is still doing things today, right? Easter is right around the corner, right? We know that he isn't dead, but he actually died, came back to life, and he's continuously doing things in people's lives. And how we connect all that head knowledge to an actual person, to an actual person is testimonies, right? So testimonies are a really big deal. And this entire series, you're gonna be hearing I got a sneak preview, right? I don't know. I don't know all the details, but I know a few people who are going to be sharing their testimonies, and I can't wait because it's going to be so powerful. I hope you guys are excited. I hope you guys are ready to take some notes. One more time, look at your neighbor and say, "Come and see." But before we go any further, let me go ahead and take some time to pray, and then we're going to jump right into this message. So bow your head, close your eyes, Father. Father, I thank you. I thank you for this time that we get to be in your word. I thank you for this time that we get to be in New Song students. God, I pray you would just help every single person in here have the ears to hear, the mind to understand, the bodies to sit still, and only our hands moving because we're taking notes. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen, amen, amen. All right, like I said, if you are taking notes, which I encourage you to do, this is going to be some good stuff, and it's not just because I'm saying it, even though that is a big part of it. All right, but it's good stuff, guys, and God wants to share something with you. So if you're taking notes, I want to kind of go over what a testimony is not, right? That's just how my brain works. If I'm like, okay, testimonies, that's what we're talking about. Okay, what is it not then, right? If you're taking notes, write this down. A testimony is not a moment on a stage. Everybody say, testimony is not a moment on the stage. All right, I got to gotta, gotta give you all another story. Little E-man. All right, we're going to say like fourth grade Eman was a handful, all right? I'm a handful now, but I've learned to kind of funnel it into more progressive things. But anyways, fifth grade, uh, fourth grade Eman was a lot. And I remember there was a, a time where we had to, this is English class, I think, and we had to give this report. Um, it was like you had to research some stuff, give a, uh, um, like a, um, a demonstration, you know, talk about it, whatever, kind of put it on a poster board. It was this whole thing. I hated it. But uh, like, I was good at a lot of things, but the one thing I wasn't good at is I couldn't read in front of people very well. I would even like write down the sentences. Like let's say I came up with the curriculum and I sit there and read it. Couldn't read it. Couldn't tell you what it was saying. So I wasn't that person. I was more of the creative side. So my team was created I was assigned a creative portion, so I would come up with the cool phrases, you know, do the drawings as best as I can. And I remember we're with our group, and I'm not lying to you, all right? But this one particular, I don't know if it was a phrase, I can't remember what it was, but I, uh, I, I said it, and it was like, God, like, bless that. Because it was like the, the foundation of our whole thing. It was good. Everybody say, it was good. I promise you, it was really good. I don't know what it was, but I do know when I said it, I was like, that's that. Like, so our whole 
presentation, that's the word I'm looking for. A whole presentation was sitting around this, this phrase. And so we do all our things, you know, we're drawing. Yeah, oh my gosh, it's so cool. It came to the day when we had to present it, right? I had one job. I had one job, to hold a poster. That's all I was allowed to do, right? Because again, like I said, I wasn't a talker in that context. Uh, I, I wasn't gonna get in front of people and just go ahead and start talking. So I was supposed to just hold the poster. Comes to our turn and I'm sitting here I'm looking all cute, too. <laughs> Four eyes, all of it. And um, I'm sitting there with a poster, and it comes to the part where we're getting to, like, our big, like, this is what's going to get us our A. Yeah. Uh, uh. And um, it comes to that part, and they say it, right? And uh, they were like, blah, 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 blah. And, like, I could see it on the teacher. Like, yeah, it was a good thing. It was a good thing. This is where I went wrong. I would love to say that I sat there and was quiet and did my job. But like I said, Fourth grade E-man was a whole nother animal, guys. And so what happened is uh, I felt the necessary need to let the teacher know that, hey, it was my idea. Like, if you're going to give the A to anybody, it best be me, all right? And I was struggling in English class, too, so I needed that A. Come on. And so anyways, uh, I'm holding a poster, and I start raving my hand like this to make sure the teacher saw me that hey, I had something to say uh, that wasn't scripted. And, like, it was funny because I was remembering this, too. Right when I was about to say it, like, an airplane kind of came by. We lived in the area where there was planes. So the plane goes, Meow. and I looked at the plane. I was like, excuse me, you're interrupting my interruption. And, uh, and so finally I said, hey, teacher, that was my idea. And I deserve credit for that, just to let you know. And, you know, you know when you do something dumb, and, like, you get that face from somebody, and it's a loving face, but it's still, like, a you stupid face. That's kind of what my teacher did to me in that moment. And, uh, and then my, my, my classmates kind of looking at me like, I can't believe you. Because it didn't go over well at all. Needless to say, like, we got a good grade, but me trying to make it about myself really didn't uh, do any good. Because I stole or I robbed from the original tent of the presentation, right? I wasn't supposed to be getting credit for something. It was supposed to be about the project, right? A testimony is not a moment for you to get the credit, right? A testimony isn't something or an opportunity for you to be like, hey, look at me, look what I did, a testimony is meant to reflect or point towards God. I love this, uh, Paul, in Ephesians. Oh, I missed this point. A testimony, sorry, write this down. A testimony can't be me. Testimony can't be about me is what I'm supposed to say, but, you know, it is. Oh, Casey, my man, he knew. He knew that's the right way. A testimony can't be about me. Everybody say a testimony. Can't be about me. Okay, now, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 9, Paul says this. I'm reading from the, man's, the uh, message translation. It says, saving is all his ideal. That's God. And all his work. All we do is trust in him enough to let him do it. Like, that's all we do is to let him do it. It's a gift from start to finish. We don't play a major role. I love that. He said, you don't play the major role. Right? If you did, we'd probably go around like little E-man bragging that we'd done the whole thing. No, we neither make nor save ourselves. We, or sorry, God does both the making and the saving. Testimony can't be about us. Testimony has to be about God. Right? Because if it was about us, to be honest, like at some point we're going to fail. We're going to mess up. We're not perfect. And so if it's about us, we might have a good moment. Right, we might have a A plus uh, opportunity, but at the 
end of the day or in the long run, we're going to find ourselves falling short. God is perfect. This woman who went and told all these people about Jesus, she wasn't going in time to be like, hey, look at who I found. She wasn't like, oh, hey, look what I did. Look what I figured out. No, she was like, hey, go, go check out this guy named Jesus who told me things about myself that, honestly, I hadn't told nobody, right? Go and see this guy named Jesus. So look at your neighbor, whichever neighbor you like the least. No, I'm just kidding. But look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. neighbor. It's not about you, boo-boo. <laughs> okay, so we've established... It's not, yeah, y'all liked that too much. So we kind of established the testimony is not a moment on stage. And I want to speak to you real quick too. You might be thinking like, well, I don't want to be on stage anyway. Maybe, maybe you're sitting here like, you know what? I prefer the opportunity to kind of stand on the sidelines. Regardless, a testimony is not about you, right? Our testimony is about God. And we have to remember that if you want to be on stage or maybe you're like, I don't want to be on stage. It's about God. The next thing I want to share about testimony is this, a testimony is a spoken word. Everybody say spoken word. Okay, so I did what any normal person would do, right? Because I was, I was curious, I kept asking myself this question, like how do you give a testimony? And uh, as I asked this question, I did what any person does, is go on Google, right? You go to Google for the right reasons, you're gonna get the good results sometimes. Anyway, but I went to Google, and I, I came across this uh, article. A lot of the things I looked up was regarding, uh, like, testimony in front of a court or, uh, you know, like, lawyers, all that kind of stuff. But I found this article, and I thought it was really cool, and I wanted to read it for you guys today. And oral testimony is very powerful, especially when the testifier speaks directly instead of reading from a written uh, testimony. Your testimony should be no longer than three to five minutes. It is most effective when you speak your own personal experience. As a, go as a general rule, testimony should be delivered verbally and also submitted into writing. And I think this kind of shares some light on a testimony. A testimony is a spoken word, right? It's a spoken word. Now, I know in here it said, like, no, you can write it. But remember what it said. It, it, there, is, there is power in our words. It's a very powerful thing when a testimony is given verbally. And then I began to remember uh, in, in uh, Revelations chapter 12, verse 11, it says this. If you're taking notes, just write Revelations 12, 11. It says, and they have conquered being us. Uh, they, sorry. They have conquered him, him being the devil, by the blood of the lamb. So that's Jesus. And by the word of their testimonies. And I love this scripture because, first of all, it shows the light of, like, we're not conquering the devil without Jesus. Like, let's just make that plain and simple. I could give all the testimony I want. I could give a whole lot of words. But if Jesus is in it, then it's pointless, right? We only overcome by the blood of the Lamb, which is Jesus. I'm so excited for Easter. I hope you've invited people. I hope you've gotten people. We prayed here uh, earlier today, and it was so powerful. We did some more for, I'm excited. But we overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. When you look up that word testimony, it means your words. <laughs> it, it means your actual words. And it reminds us of this truth that there is so much power in our words. Like there is so much power in our words words, guys. And, uh, and I want to speak to also this thought process of like, man, I don't have a testimony. Maybe you're like, you know, I don't have any words to share. I don't have a testimony to give. I have nothing uh, I, have, I, have nothing I want to share or I feel like I should share about the goodness of God. Check this out. I don't have a lot of time to go into it, 
But there's this man uh, who was born blind, right? You might have heard this story. He was a blind man born blind. The disciples are like, who sinned, him or his, his, uh, his family? And uh, Jesus goes on to go this whole thing, but he heals them. And you can read the whole story in John chapter 9, verses 1 through 4. But the blind man says this. He gives his testimony before the, the, the people. And he says this. He says, whether or whether he is a sinner, I do not know. One thing I do know, that though I was blind, now I see, guys. Our testimony is just our story. A testimony is something that God has done in our lives. The goodness of our God. And I want to encourage you. That that testimony, the goodness of God, whatever that might be, to put it into words. To put it into words, to write it out, and then have it to where if somebody says something or asks you about your testimony, boom, you could give it out. I have three kind of formats. In fact, by the end of this series, I want everybody, I challenge you, I encourage you to, to write your testimony down and have it ready to if anybody ever asks you, well, hey, what's your story? You're able to give it. There's three ways, though, I want to encourage you to format this um, if you would. So uh, first is uh, just one sentence. Like have a testimony that's legitimately just one sentence. This is just a simple sentence that shows God's goodness in your life. So for me, an example would be like, man, God's my, my heavenly father. Like God's my father, period. That right there is my testimony. For you, it might be like, God's my healer. God is my provider. God help me in the darkest season of my life. Whatever it is, you just put it in a sentence. It doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be fancy. It could just be God is my God. Boom. That is a testimony. So a simple sentence. The second one is something that's three to five minutes. Three to five minutes. So this is something that you can share with your friends or people that want you to give an account for the goodness of God. This looks like the blind man. Right, the black man was thrown in front of a jury of people, and he was like, hey, I don't know like, if he's a sinner or not. All I know is that once I was blind, now I can see. So like, it, th that's my testimony. Uh, another example of this could be like, you know, I was headed down this really dark path. Uh, all these things were coming against me, but uh, by the grace of God, Jesus saved me and brought me out of it. Like, it, it could be any kind of thing, but this is something you're going to share with your friends, share with people, uh, uh, you know, who ask you. I'm not saying, like, you just randomly start blurting this out. Like, don't be like me and try to grab the attention. But if the conversation comes up naturally, if someone's like, man, I'm just going through a rough time right now. I feel like I'm alone. I feel like I'm depressed, yada, yada, yada. You could be like, hey, you know what? Like, I used to feel that way too. I used to hate myself. But I, I, I started reading my Bible. I started getting in this relationship with this guy named Jesus. And he's changed my life forever. Boom. That's a testimony, guys. And that's a powerful testimony. So three to five minutes. And then the last one is this. Just your life story or all the tea. Everybody say all the tea. This is like your business, right? Like this is like the whole story. And not everyone is going to know this. Like, you're not going to just go up to, like, the random Joe on the side of the street and be like, hey, let me go ahead and tell you my life story. Like, they're going to walk away from you. You will creep. But this is a story that you share with, like, someday your, your husband or your wife. This is, this is what you share with, um, like, your mentors, people that you look up to. This is, this is something that you don't share with everybody, but you need to have it, right? When we have these three kinds of testimonies, a sentence, something that's, like, three to five minutes, and then really our life story, it sets us up It sets us up so that when we do have an opportunity to share our powerful words, to share our testimony and give God the glory, we have it. Like, it's just a very practical thing. And I really do want to encourage you guys that by the end of this series, you're going to be hearing a lot of amazing, 
powerful testimonies. And I want you guys to take the opportunity to write, like even tonight, like even tonight, you can maybe even get the one sentence. Maybe that's something we even do in our small group, right? You can get that one sentence. And it's like, this is my testimony in a nutshell. So we've learned that testimony is not a moment on stage, right? Regardless if you want it or not, it's about God. It's about Jesus. And we've also learned that a testimony is a spoken word, that there's power in our words. And so the remainder of tonight, I kind of want to share with you the power that a testimony has in our lives. So if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Your testimony has the power to pull off some Jedi mind tricks. Yeah. Any Star Wars fans out there? Yeah, man. I'm talking about like, these aren't the joints you're looking for. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Like, pull off some crazy Jedi mind tricks after tonight uh, when you go home, after you've listened to it already or, you know, you've done your devos. Look up Obi-Wan Kenobi. He is by far one of my favorite Jedi. I can't wait for that TV. Is it a movie or TV show? I can't remember. I am so excited for it. But obviously I'm joking. Like, you're not going to be doing some Jedi mind trick. Don't go home and go up to your mom and be like, I'll stay up as late as I want. Like, no, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. But your testimony has the power to change the minds of people around us. I was looking at, um, I was, like I said, I was studying all week for this, actually all last week. And I came across this video of this guy and he was sharing a powerful story uh, or he was actually sharing a, a perspective on a story that I, I've really never kind of seen before, but it's something that I've, I mean, it's a story I've heard plenty, plenty of times. It's the story of David and Goliath. All right, raise your hand if you know the story of David and Goliath. Yeah, cool, 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 cool. All right, David and Goliath, if you don't know, big dude, right? Rawr, gets beat by a little guy and by a slingshot. Like it is a crazy story. David and Goliath is an amazing story, but it's crazy when you read the story David and Goliath, Saul and the Israelites, for 40 days did nothing. Like 40 days did absolutely nothing, right? They were in a battle, right? Goliath comes down. He's like, yeah, what's up? And so he, he walks down and, and, and he challenges the Israelites to a fight. He said, bring your champion and I will fight them. And, and, and he talked bad for 40 days. And for 40 days, Saul and the people did nothing, they did absolutely nothing. But David walks on the scene and he's like, man, what this guy, he's talking about our God. He's talking about our people. We need to do something. And so he goes to Saul and he says, hey, I want to fight Goliath. And Saul says, no. <laughs> he, says, he says, no. He says, he is a warrior. He's been kicking butt since the day he's been born. You are a boy like you would not beat Goliath, but David continues to go on and say some words that change the mind of Saul. In 1 Samuel chapter 7, verses 34 and 37, it says this, but David said to Saul, your servant used to keep sheep for his father. And when they came and, and, and when there came a lion or a bear, I took the lamb for, and, and wait, yeah, and took the lamb from the flock. I went after him and struck him and delivered it out of his mouth. David was a gangster. Like, I love Molly. But if a lion came in here and took her, I'm like, hey, Molly, you're saved. I'll see you in heaven. Like, I mean, I'm just, I'm just messing. I'm just messing. I'm just messing. No, he said, I got him. Let's continue on. Let's continue on. I didn't say that. Cut that out. 
And if he rose against me, I caught him by the beard and struck him and killed him. Uh, 36, it says, your servant has struck down both the lions, both lions and bears, and this uncircumcised Philistine, those are some cuss words in the Bible times, shall be like one of them, for he has defiled the armies of the living God. And David said to the, uh, and David said, the Lord who delivered me, right? Check these words, check this testimony. He delivered me from the paw of the lion, from the paw of the bear. He will deliver me from the hands of this Philistine. And Saul says to him, David, go, the Lord be with you. What did we just see? We saw some Jedi mind tricks. For 40 days, they did nothing. For 40 days, absolutely nothing. David walks on the scene and he goes to Saul. He's like, I'm gonna find him. And Saul was like, can't be done. No. And then after a few short moments, after his testimony, right, of what has happened previously, the goodness of God, delivering him from the lions and the bears, he's all of a sudden changed the mind of Saul and he's like, yeah, you could go ahead and fight him. And he tries to give him his armor and that's the whole thing. And he's like, nah. And then we know how the story ends. He got a rock. He puts it in like, I don't know, like, he guess he puts it in the slingshot, and then he like it's not like a this slingshot, but it's more of like a that slingshot, and he gets him and he kills him, and it's a crazy story. We all know it. It's something we're taught as a little kid, and all of it happened because of a testimony, guys. Your testimony has power to change the lives of people. There are people who think things about themselves, who think things about certain situations, and your testimony could change their minds. A few examples I wrote down. You can't love God and be in a pure relationship. Like there are people who think that. There are people who think like you can't be in a pure relationship and love God. Like they don't, they don't, they don't mix. Here's another thought. I have walked too far from God. I can't go back now. Like those are some thoughts that people are walking with, right? Check this out. I wrote this one down. This is one, this is personal to me. You can't be a father. You didn't have a father to look at for reference. There's some people who are like, man, you know what? I hate myself. No one loves me. There are friends, there are family, there are people that we know who are thinking of themselves as less than, but we know the truth, right? We know what God says. We know what God's word says. We know what we've been learning in New Song Students. And those testimonies, the things you're learning here, the things you're learning on Sundays, the things you're, the things you're doing as you serve and as you grow, those are the things that are changing people's minds. Through our testimonies, you can change the minds of people who walk around with those kind of thoughts and emotions, guys. Our testimonies are powerful. Everybody say, my testimony, my testimony. is powerful. powerful. Jedi mind tricks. I mean, it's kind of crazy. I love it. Uh, the last point I want to share with you guys about God, um, about testimonies and how powerful they are is... Um, is this, but before we go any further, I, well, I'll, I'll say my point, I'll say my point, is our testimonies are powerful because they give light to another side of God. They give light to another side of God. All right, real quick, we're gonna do, uh, we're gonna do a little question and answer thing. I want you to raise your hand. I just need four of the gospels. There's only four. So raise your hand if you know one of the gospels. Come on, want some participation? Let me get a kid. Give me one gospel. John, there we go. Gus. Matthew, let me see if I got another one right here. Mark, there's only one more. Luke, there we go. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Those are our four gospels. Everybody say Matthew, Matthew. Mark, Mark, Luke, John. Four gospels, guys. These are the four gospels of the Bible. We all know them. We've all heard about them. 
But this week, I, I really did some research into like when they were written because it was interesting to me. Like each gospel was written for a different reason, um, but each gospel was also written at a different time. Now, all these times, um, because I did the research for you, you don't have to do this, all right? So now you know something. Um, but all these are like estimates, you know, like exact, not, they're not exact dates, right? You can't be like, it was this day. Like, no. So these are rough estimates. But Mark was the first gospel written, and it was somewhere between 64 to 65 AD. So after the death of Jesus Christ, 64 to 65. Matthew was second, right? 65 to 69 is, is where they say that it was, it was written, uh, followed by Luke, right? So Luke was the third one written. And this one was 65 to 70 AD. So all pretty close, right? All of them pretty close in perspective. But the one that blew me away is my boy John, the Gospel of John. The Gospel of John was written somewhere in between 80 to 95 AD. So like, a lot longer after the third one was written, right? Like, why? Why even write that gospel then? Like, this story has already been told. And the thing about the gospels is it's a story, it's a story told by the same, by, uh, of the same man, right? It's not like a story of John, a story of Matthew. No, it's about Jesus. And so when I looked at that, I was like, why wait so long to write your gospel and why wait so long to share your story? I mean, it, 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 to me, it kind of it kind of made no it kind of made no sense to me. But I feel like God shared this with me, and I want to also invite the band up at this time too. John knew that his story of Jesus gives and adds a new light to Jesus that was very much so needed. Like the story of John, John's gospel was something that he was like, you know what? Like I know all these other guys have done this, and I know all these other guys have written these stuff, but man, there is something powerful about my story, and I, I want to record that. I want to record it. God put it on his heart to record it. I read this. I came across this a while ago, and I'm going to read it for you guys real quick. Somebody wrote this, um, and the writer, they're talking about a different gospel, and they're talking about a different person, um, but regardless, I wanted to go ahead and share it. It says, so there, so here is this thought for today. What if I was as willing as Luke to add to the narrative of the gospel? Not that the gospel, God's story, is incomplete and needs adding to, but that there is power in expressing God's story through my own. That this perspective serves as a salvation sermon to those around me. That there may be a Thelopolis in my story, sorry if I said that wrong, in my story, in my life, that is convinced of God's assurance, goodness, and salvation through the gospel story seen through my life. If you're wondering who said that, great writer, I love her to death, it's Miss Molly. It's Molly, she wrote that. If you don't go follow on Instagram, go follow her on her Instagram, she writes some awesome stuff. But what she's saying here is what I wanna say to you guys, your testimony, your story is important. And it doesn't matter how many times the story of Jesus Christ and the goodness of Jesus Christ has been told. Your story adds a new light to God, right? Uh, I'm gonna put it like this. And in fact, I'm a very visual person. When I got to this, when I got to this, um, I felt like God gave me this illustration I wanna share with you guys. You see these lights? You ever took the time to look at these lights? 
Sometimes I do. Don't you hate it? One of these is like super bright. Like this one right here, that one's like extra bright, man. That one right there, extra bright. But these lights, when you look at these lights, they are obviously like a pure white, right? But to get this color and LED, these are LED lights, to get this color, it actually takes a combination of some colors, right? Of uh, red, green, and blue. Uh, can you go ahead and throw on, let's throw on the green lights. Show them those green lights, Kaysen. Ooh, money, 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 money. No, I'm just kidding. So this is the green. So cool. Reminds me of the forest-ish, I guess. I don't know. They're green. Uh, go ahead and throw on the uh, blue ones. Ooh. Anybody like blue? It matches my shirt. Don't I look good? Nah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. The blue. All right, show them the red. The devil's a lie. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding. Red's an awesome color. Like, it's not associated with the devil. But anyways... But all these colors you see, go back to the, let's go back to green. Let's do blue, red. Let's go green, blue, red, green, blue. Hey, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but all these make up this, this pure white that you see here. It takes all three of those to do that. And, and, and God gave me this illustration because, man, it takes all of our stories to show a clear picture of God. Like it takes all of our stories to show a good, not even clear because we're not perfect people, we try our best, but it, it, it brings more light to God. It brings more light to his goodness. Our stories have the power, guys. In fact, um, I wrote it like this. Your testimony might be the only sermon anyone ever hears about the goodness of God. People are gonna be invited to Easter this week and I am so excited for the people that are gonna show up at these doors. But you know what? There are gonna be a lot of people who don't come. There's gonna be a lot of people who don't come. And there are people in your lives, guys, that will never hear a message. They'll never have the opportunity to hear Pastor Jackson's amazing messages on the podcast. They'll never get an opportunity. I'm not gonna say never, but they're not gonna, they're less likely to hear Pastor Josh, Pastor Sarah, all these amazing pastors we have. You're not gonna hear them, but you know what they are gonna hear? They're gonna hear your testimony. They can hear your testimony while you're out, you know, at school, when you're just going through classes and life sucks and you know it sucks, but it's okay because the goodness of God gets you through those days. You know, when you're at gymnastics practice or, or you're uh, at work or you're out playing football, guys, our stories are gonna be some of the only sermons that certain people ever hear. And that is so important. It's so important. It's so needed. Maybe you're sitting here today and you're like, man, I don't have a testimony. I didn't, you know, because when we think of testimonies, we think of these crazy things. Yeah, I was on drugs and I was doing all kinds of stuff. And, but Jesus, like, I mean, those are amazing testimonies. Like, don't get me wrong. They're powerful testimonies. But, you know, I've lived in church all my life, you know. Uh, and, 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 you know, my testimony is not that crazy. But I still have a testimony. You guys still have a testimony. Maybe you didn't go through life on, you know, addicted to drugs and alcohol and party and stuff. Like, maybe you're going through life and you're like, man, my life is really good. Man, that's a testimony. The goodness of God is in your life, maybe because of what your family's done, maybe because of your protection from your mom and your dad. That right there is a testimony, guys. You have a testimony, and it's needed. It is so needed. So we're done with the message. Um, but obviously this is a story about testimonies, and I wanted to share my testimony with you guys. So you could take your notes away or whatever. 
Oh, snap. Um, and, uh, and just, you could just listen, and I'm probably gonna just read this. So it's okay. But I wanted to share my testimony with you guys, my story um, that I feel like God placed on my heart. Y'all know, some of y'all know that um, I grew up without a father, and I truly believe God's my father. Like, pfft, I believe it. He is my father. And so um, I, I kind of wanted to share a different side or, or I, I don't know what it is. I just wanted to share with you guys what I felt like God put on my heart to share. So the goodness of my God starts before I was even born. In my mom's, man, what the heck? In my mom's room on the floor. So way before I was born, way before I was born, um, there was a, I, I, I'm very, I'm very, there was like a darkness and a hold, right, on our family. Like, I just know it. Like when my mom describes it, it's like just, just, just overwhelming. Just like that in our family. And mom had had it. She was like, something's gotta change. And I was talking to her even today about it. And I believe this is where my testimony starts because my testimony is a lot of me being up here right now. But um, my mom on the floor, she says that she was beating the floor, just God, God, on her hands and knees, not talking, not, not really you know, talking to God, but just because we're so much. And us rattlers, we are very physical people. <laughs> God, God, God. And I believe that that day started the, the pulling apart of some chains in our family. And I don't know if it's because of me being the only boy or I don't, I don't know, but for me, being a rattler is a big deal. Like, I love being a Ratliff. I mess all the time, like when we're playing video games, I'm like, hey, as long as the Ratliff wins, I'm fine. I really believe that, right? Because I'm competitive. But also because uh, there's just something about the fact that, like, and I have a cousin who has our last name Ratliff, but I don't know where he is in his walk with Christ, so I can only speak from my story. And I feel like there was a lot of things that have taken out the Ratliff men in my life, right? My father before... Wait, so what is it? Uh, so my dad, his dad um, left them. And then I guess the stepdad ended up um, taking the life of my grandma and, and, and his. So there's a lot of darkness in, in, in that, in the Ratliff, in the Ratliff name. And, and I would love to sit here and say that my father is, is doing great. I, you know, I'm, I'm still working through that, but man, there's like a darkness there. And so, um, and, and I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I believe that, from that moment, there were some chains being broken. And then as I've just gone through life, I believe that, I mean, it's just crazy. When I think back and I look back at, I, I look back at my life, I see God's hand. Like I see his goodness. I've done some stupid stuff, guys. I've done some stuff. I was uh, introduced to uh, pornography at a young age, my fault. Dealt with that, struggled with that. There's some things that I've done in my school life that I'm not very happy with, I'm not very proud with, but God and his goodness has still kept me. Like, it's ridiculous. I'll be 29 this year, and I believe that God has kept me. When I was a little kid, before I was born again, my mom got a word, and uh, 
the word was, you're going to have a son. His name is going to be Emmanuel Raphael Ratliff. He's going to be called Eman, this whole thing. And, and, and guys, I'm, I'm telling you, man, God has kept that promise in my life. He has directed my path. He has beaten me like a good father should every once in a while. He has blessed me. He has kept me. Guys, I am in this. I don't deserve to be here. Like, I don't. I don't deserve to be at this church. I don't deserve to have the friends that I have. Guys, I don't. Man, me and Molly, this Easter is going to be seven years Guys, seven years, I don't deserve to be in a relationship I am with my wife, but I know that I know that I know God's goodness has kept me and he's, and he's, and he's brought me here. It's nothing but the goodness of God. Nothing but the goodness of God. And the best part yet is it doesn't end with me. It doesn't end with me. I believe that someday when I have, when we have, can I say the names? Am I allowed to say that? Okay, we're not pregnant, but we're working on it. But I believe someday when I have a daughter, and we're going to call her Remy Rose Ratliff, and then we're going to have a son, and his name is going to be Kingston Levi Ratliff, that the blessing that God started all those years ago is going to continue into my kids and things that I struggle with. My son, I'm declaring, he is not going to have to deal with that. That my daughter, she's going to be a queen and eventually going to be married off to someone else. My, uh, the, the, the Ratliff name is being redeemed, guys. The Ratliff name is being transformed. And it wasn't because of what I did, but it's because of what God has done. And the crazy thing about it is, I made it through, goodness gracious. And the crazy thing about it is, is the goodness of God doesn't just stop with me. Like the goodness of God could be in your life. The goodness of God could happen in your life. It is happening in your life. You know, like you're not going to go ahead and necessarily publish a book and put it in the Bible and call it a gospel. But your life story, your testimony is the gospel story. The gospel is just the good news of Jesus Christ. And the good news of Jesus Christ continues every single day, guys. So I want you to come and see. Just come and see. Maybe you're dealing with some stuff. Maybe you're going through a hard time in life. Maybe you don't like your parents. Maybe you're arguing with your parents. Maybe you're not in a season right now where you like yourself. Maybe you're doing things you shouldn't be, looking at things you shouldn't be, living a life that you shouldn't be. And you're sitting there and you're thinking, you're like, man, I don't even know what to do. Let me be the one to tell you that there's a man named Jesus Christ who loves you, who cares for you, who died for you, so come and see what he can do in your life. Because I know he can do amazing, wonderful things in your life. Go ahead and bow your head, close your eyes.